When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi listeners, I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the Fem Fam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast, where we talk real life, real drama in real time. I'm Katie. I'm Marie. Hello. 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 Today we have a very special guest. Uh, he is a fantastic improviser, comedian, and poet known all over the Los Angeles area. If you've done improv or indie improv, you might know him. But please, everyone, welcome Fernando Funes. Hey, Hi. what's up, guys? How's it going? Happy to be here. Yeah, man. We're happy you're here. Yeah. It was so funny. We um, we were talking to Maddie on the podcast like half a year ago or something like that. And she's like, oh, you know who you should have on here is definitely Fernando. And I was like, oh, uh, yeah, okay. absolutely. I think that's great. Dude, Fernando, what got you into poetry? Uh, you know, I've always loved poetry. I've always liked it. I've always liked it a lot. Um, a few years ago, uh, I started to to market myself for improv on instagram and uh i'd write these random poems and i didn't think much of them and then uh i told my friend uh liam O'Manny, who's a great partner of mine i was like man i used to be a poet he's like yeah you still are you know you just yeah. <laughs> you just you're not doing it for whatever reason so i was like ah oh, you know what i should write a poem for every day of the year so then i've been doing that been doing it every day now for four years in a row. I tried it for six years. The first two years were rocky. I got close, but these last four years I've been on track to. I've done these these past four years. I've done it every day, so it's it's cool. It's, it's a cool little project. Did you already write your poem for today? No, I usually write them at the end of the day because I usually try mm-hmm. to like live my day and uh, think of things. And sometimes ideas just come at you, and you're like, "Oh my god, I have my poem idea." Other times you're just like, wow, I have no idea what I'm going to write about. So I'm always reading and, you know, staying up to date on on topics and stuff like that, just to to have ideas to write about stuff. Dude, that's freaking awesome. And then Maddie told me that you live in Orange County and you commute to L.A. all the time. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm going to move up eventually. That's what I keep telling everyone. Uh, Yeah, I just got used to it. I got used to the commute, Uh, you know. um, Yeah. I commute. I commute. I've been doing it for years now. I don't know how much longer I can do it, but uh, you know, maybe twenty twenty four is is, is uh, maybe maybe it's yeah. my last year of doing it. So we'll see. I'm gonna move up next year, or we'll we'll see where the future takes me. Hell yeah, dude! That's freaking awesome. 
Uh, I I was completely blown away when when Maddie told me that. I was like, you cannot tell me because you're everywhere. Every week you've got at least two to three shows that you're doing. Um, you're always having like improv jams and stuff with people. You're always doing improv with brand new people, veterans, like all over the place. You can always find Fernando at like the Glendale Room or uh, like what are what are just some of the places that you, you perform out of? Sure, yeah. I'd say the Glendale Room is my primary home right now. There's always a show there every Thursday. Uh, from 7 p.m. to 8.20 p.m., there's the Tweed Jam. Uh, Tim Grover and Claire Riffle run that. They're real nice people. That's free. You know, it's open to everyone. And then every Thursday at 8.30 p.m., there's always an improv show. So uh, first Thursday of the month at 8.30 p.m. is the Duplex. It's my um, longer duo show. Uh, second Thursday of the month at 8.30 p.m., there's Bigelow Taxi. They're a veteran... LA uh, improv team. They kind of do like an Armando uh, kind of thing. Yeah. I then okay. have my show called the three in one show, which is three shows in an hour and 20 minutes. And then on the third Thursday of the month, it's uh, Fernando Funes long form and short form Supreme. It's like a long form and short form show combined. It's fun. And then the fourth Thursday of the month, at 30 PM, it's uh, Jimmy Moyer presents. And Jimmy Moyer, if you guys know her, she's an amazing uh, improv teacher and personality and actress. You can see her in Bob's burgers and, she gets all these amazing duos from Second City Chicago and Second City Detroit, and it's like some of the best improv you'll see. So yeah, every Thursday I'm at the Glendale Room, and then um, Larry Kyperian, I'm there every second Tuesday of the month at 7:30 p.m. for Duo It Again, LA's biggest improv show. Uh, yeah, it's like 20 plus duos do the same scene over and over again. It's a lot of fun. And then uh, second and fourth Thursday of the month, I'm at the Pack Theater of my house team, Nuisance, to do improv. And second Sunday of the month, I'm at the Pack Theater as well with my house sketch team, uh, Pop Witch. So yeah, uh, I'm all over the place. Um, there's more shows, but that, that that's enough for now. <laughs> Dude, wow. you absolute slacker. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I might have ADHD. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't know how you drive all that much. <laughs> yeah, that's that sounds hell, especially with like how much it's been raining lately yeah like i i would like i would quit everything i had a show on sunday actually and i canceled it because it was just it was too so, crazy and i was in la for a meeting and i i saw the rain and i was like you know an artist contacted me like hey is the show still happening and i was like i was like we can't do this show because no one's gonna come and then, so I canceled the show, and I was on the road by like 3.30, 3.45, and it was just coming down, yeah. and there was already potholes on the freeway, and like the uh. left lane of the freeway was already like a little like lake. Yep. It was, it was crazy. I think at one point, I was going 40 miles per hour, because that's how plane? bad it was. Yeah, because the traffic yeah. was just like, and 40 miles per hour with plenty of distance between like the car behind me and the car in front of me, so... And then, like watching the news at home, it was a. It's been a crazy past couple of days. It has. It has. I. I. I'm glad it stopped raining. I'm not looking forward to the fact I have a show tonight and uh, down at the pack, and I'm not looking forward to when it starts raining. I think right when our show starts, <laughs> I'm like, no. Oh, I know. Just like last little storm before we get yeah. like, a little break. Yeah, a little breather on that. Yeah. Maria, how's the rain been up in San Francisco? It sounds like it's been insane, especially with the wind and everything. The wind the other day was crazy. Like, 
Very scary. I did not think uh, our windows were going to hold up. They oh, did. Shit. But even now, because the weather is like, it's going to probably, I was just looking, it's probably going to rain a little bit. But um, my my windows are just shaking. And it's, <sighs> it's so uncomfortable because you're like, is it going to, you know, are they going to hold up? <laughs> right. But the rain, I, you know, I don't drive, so it's not as big of a deal, but it keeps me worried about Nico all day. And I remember I stopped them. <laughs> I think it was yesterday or the day before. And I was like, so you know what to do if you hydroplane, right? Like, you know what the, what's. <laughs> and did they know? <laughs> They had a, a faint idea, idea, but I like looked it up and I was like, okay, this is what you have to do. So um, don't you, you don't break is what I what I do know. You, you know, lean into it, right? Like you lean yeah, into you can, where you're going and keep steering. Yeah, yeah. But um, which I know that every time I've hydroplaned, that is not what I do. No. <laughs> Like every time I hydroplane, I'm just like, shit, this is it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Brunetto, have you hydroplaned? No, but I saw a video on Twitter uh, yesterday of this guy. Uh, I feel so bad for him, but he, uh, he, uh, somewhere in LA, I think it was off the five. Uh, he was in the fast lane, which always floods. Like yep. if you drive in LA, it always floods and, you know, I don't care what vehicle you have. It's not going to change for you. So this guy wasn't like an expedition. And for some reason, he wanted to like haul ass on that fast lane. Mm. And he did. And he ended up flipping three times and landing on the fighter. So I was like, oh, that poor guy. Oh, man. So, uh, no, when, it's, when it comes to rain, I used, I used to have a job driving a truck with no many, 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 many years ago. So uh, I learned to drive in a very like, safe way when it rains because it's just like it's madness there's oil slicks too so you never know you might hit, you might hit an oil slick and you do like a you like spin out uh it's crazy man driving in the rain is is is, is never it's, it's just like don't do it if you can yeah yeah <laughs> it's true i try and avoid the side lanes because i feel like that's where things pool yeah and like that's exactly like what i that's where it goes wrong. Like even if it's a little pool and if you're going fast enough, it's <laughs> very scary. So I'm glad that you are driving safely out there. And it's good to know. Oh, thank especially you, thank with you. how much you drive. <laughs> yeah. Especially because oh. you drive so much. I'm telling you, like, it's just that day. I, you know, I, I've driven in worse rain conditions, like during like heavy storms and stuff like that. And it's just, you're in there and you're just like, oh my God, what am I doing with my life? Why am I in this <laughs> And what kind of truck was it that you were driving for work? Sure. I was driving a Chevy Silverado okay. 2500 HD with a trailer on it. I would deliver equipment all over Southern California. And, uh, you know, business continues. So, like, I'm driving this, like, 10,000-pound forklift. Oh. And I'm on, like, five. And uh, when you drive that much weight, you, you you can't brake like yeah. you do with a regular car so you kind of mm-hmm. have to like brake with gravity so you kind of have to be like aware of like okay where am i where am i going and you kind of like got to be 10 steps ahead because it's dangerous out there and uh, you know it, it's one thing to hurt yourself uh hurt mm. others like ah, oh, you know that's 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 tragic so uh yeah. so yeah definitely learn how to drive in the rain those conditions yeah it's 
crazy. The other day on Sunday, there's like potholes starting to pop up. Uh, there was at least one car on the freeway that the that the highway patrol had like pulled aside. And another truck, I think its battery was dead. It was on the side. Uh, another couple, their Tesla had like spin down, and they were like by the five. What's nice is at least there's these like uh, parts of the freeway where, where you can just kind of go and like rest or while 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 help comes. It's just yeah, it's just crazy driving in the rain. It really is. It really is. And I know if anyone is listening and is listening to a bunch of people talking about LA driving, it's a thing. Like it's definitely a part of your everyday life. And even anywhere in California, honestly, like there's just big wide swaths of like how your day revolves around transportation. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. I had a moment and I was like, Oh, now I'm worried about Nico again. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Nico, your son? My partner, my partner. Oh, okay, uh, so, for sure. And we live, so we just moved to Oakland. Um, cross our fingers, we're moving away from Oakland right now because it's uh, the Wild West. But um, it's really crazy out here right now. Um, yeah, but you were you were briefly telling me a story about how your local police station just got robbed. Well, see that that's in San Francisco because San Francisco's oh. a little crazy right now as well. That was that's in, what I've heard. So, yeah, but that was um, in the Fillmore district, which to be expected, and that's kind of the area we lived near before. Okay. Um, but I don't know if you heard, but like Gavin Newsom is sending 120 CHP officers to the East Bay and Oakland because it's gotten so bad here. Really? Um, Are you serious? Yeah. That yeah. sucks. I went yeah. to Capitol, so, so to I love the Bay Area. Uh, so Wait, you, that went, sucks. you went where? Uh, I, I went to UC Berkeley. Oh, that's okay. awesome. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, so I've my all my Bay Area friends have told me that it's changed so much in like the past uh, years I've been gone. Uh, yeah. So th- that sucks. So like, is it that crazy right now over there? Yeah. Like, um, so where we live, it's like a little bit better. We live in Piedmont, like the Piedmont area, which you, I, you probably know a little bit about that, but yeah. Um, you like, pro- like you have like a one in 30 chance of getting your car stolen here. Mm. Like, which is, that's the crazy statistic. I know it that's sounds high. like, oh, you know, that's high. That's high. Um, you know, you can. That's like New York 80s high. <laughs> yeah. It, well, that's what they, it's funny because every article I read about, you know, Oakland crime, which I'm trying not to read the articles so much, but they're comparing it to these, like the crack days. You know what I mean? Like when you're comparing it to the, the you know, just. The influence of well, and it's like I, I, I really don't. It's not, it's not, it's the lack of distribution of wealth. I mean, it seems so very clearly because there's such a huge gap, especially in San Francisco. I mean, am I wrong? Yeah, no, it's crazy. Um, the and well, and the thing is, in Oakland, it's like it's been, you know, it's very working class, and when you have like all these people escaping San Francisco looking for cheap housing in Oakland, it's driving prices up again. That combined with the fact that after the pandemic, they took away all of these after school programs and these like programs that, you know, were working with young men and youth to like help curb, you know, street violence and things like that. 
it's you're kind of really it's a petri dish of potential for crime so it's crazy out here it's crazy that sucks Uh, dude i'm sorry to hear that that's terrible yeah yeah so you went so um did you spend any time in oakland when you were at cal a little bit a little bit i spent more time in in san francisco doing improv um there's this, I don't know if it still exists. I don't know. It sounds like it's RoboCop over there from what you're telling me. Um, <laughs> uh, what is it? Rockridge? There's the Rockridge District. Is that yes. West Oakland? Uh, it was like, it's on College Avenue. So I would yeah. like, I used to live on that side of campus. I'd like go to Rockridge every now and then and just like pretend I had the means to shop there. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit nicer. Yeah. <laughs> I live close to Rockridge. So I live in the nicer part, but like I'm still like what's happening is people are abandoning downtown. So when you abandon areas, they go they kind of start, it starts moving down and they uh, you know the crime comes to you. So they're like businesses are encouraging people not to go out on the street. And like go out to lunch during their breaks. Like Kaiser told everybody to stay on campus and not leave. They have private security cards walking people to their cars. It is bananas here. Yeah. No, we are trying to leave. We are actively trying to leave, even if it means we have to break our lease. I just don't like want to be here. Wow. I I had no idea. Yeah, wow, I, it's the wild west out here. Jesus Christ, that's terrible. Oh my I had no idea it was that yeah. bad. Uh wow. Oh my god. That's I'm so sorry about that. Piedmont yeah. is nice. So if you want Piedmont to leave, is, I, that's the crazy there thing. There was a shooting on Piedmont the other day. Like, you know, because what's happening is they call he got bipped. This guy they're breaking into cars in broad daylight. Like they don't care. That's happening in San Francisco too. Um, they're breaking into the cars and the, this one guy broke into the wrong person's car. The lady comes running out. She has a gun. She starts shooting at him. He has a gun. She start, he starts shooting back and oh, it's God. just on, on Piedmont, which Piedmont is like, it's funny. Piedmont is in the middle of Oakland, but Piedmont is like the richest area, like rich. Piedmont Rock Ridge is very wealthy, very white, like not a yeah. like I feel weird as a black person being there, even though it's technically Oakland. And to like have a shooting there is like, what the heck? Yeah, so um, yeah, so we just we've been we just had some someone offer for us to take over their lease in San Francisco back in San Francisco in this really nice neighborhood. So we might just do that. <laughs> Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What? When do you have to like make that decision by? Um, we're just we just want to see what the lease terms are going to be, and then we're going to do it. Like I, we're like I'm ha- the minute the opportunity came up, I was like, let's go get movie boxes today. <laughs> ready to go. But, oh yeah. Geez. Damn, so, yeah, that's crazy. Quite, it is crazy, but well, I mean. There's areas in LA, I'm sure, that are are crazy right now too. The pandemic really, I think, increased violence and crime everywhere. Yeah, I know for LA, they say don't take the LA Metro. That the LA Metro is dangerous and crazy. Uh, oh, which, really? Really? I, mean, I actually hadn't heard that. Yeah. No, yeah, like uh, the Metro is like it gets really cheap. I guess a lot of people 
of uh, of very little means go on there, and some of those people sometimes, I guess, aren't you know maybe the safest people for mental health reasons or other reasons, and it, it could be like like a dangerous thing. I'm sure there's a Reddit thread where there's just people with their gnarly metro metro LA metro Boy. stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and LA Metro is not quite like the BART system uh, in San Francisco mm. either. LA Metro is yeah. like, it, you go because you want a cheap ride that doesn't involve you getting stuck in traffic downtown. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah. I, it's it's unfortunate because it just, it's such a great way of access for a lot of people. Um, and to yeah. hear that that's being compromised. Yeah, Bart is great, isn't it? Yeah, right. It's like great. It's, it's clean. <laughs> it's it's if it's if there's not like kids fighting on it, it's amazing. Right. <laughs> Are there kids fighting on it? Man, the barriers changed, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just the actually like my last Bart trip, um, we couldn't leave because these kids were fighting, and I was like, this is my life now, commuting on Bart with crazy people <laughs> oh my yeah. god yeah. oh so do you take that bart station that's on that i forget what it's called it's by rockridge i forget the name of the station it's the yellow line it takes you to pittsburgh okay i do take the yellow line into the city so rockridge is one stop up for me i take mm-hmm. the macarthur um bart oh macarthur's like a big hub right multiple trains yeah. go there yeah 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 <laughs> I love that we're talking about this. What a funny thing. <laughs> Talked about cars and whole... trains. You know what? Transpo. <laughs> it's, it's all good. <laughs> I, you got to get where you're going. How long did you live in uh, San Francisco or at least the Bay Area? For oh, man. I was there for uh, two and a half years and then a summer. Mm-hmm. It was great. I loved it up there. But it sounds like it's changed uh, so much. I lived, uh, I lived on campus housing my first year. Then I lived in like the servants' quarters of a frat. What? <laughs> I need to know more. I yeah, need please, to know we more. have to hear more about this. Oh, there was this. Okay, so man, I was never. I, I, I was sorry, my computer. I hit it. Uh, I've never been part of a frat, and I forgot frats are a thing. I transferred to Berkeley when I was like in my like mid twenties. Uh, so there's like, I had no idea. I, I totally forgot frats were a thing. You know. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, I get that. <laughs> yeah, there's like frats that are very successful and they got all kinds of pledges. And then there's like frats that don't like, they're like on their dying days or their last legs. <laughs> so I went to this frat that was like on its dying days. And what they would do is they would rent out the surplus uh, rooms to, to boarders. And I wanted to live on my own because I didn't like my previous situation. So the cheapest room that I could afford was servants quarters that like it was like this i don't know it was this room above the entrance and it was like eight by eight or something like that so i could, oh, fit, oh like, I could fit like a mattress and a desk and oh, that's... that's where i lived but I, you know there's somewhere to crash but the rent was super cheap and like i don't know i lived at the library or i lived at cafes stuff like that uh but yeah, the frat was like a dying frat, and like, not to speak ill of anyone, uh, it's just it's it's hard to have a maintain a frat from what I've learned. 
But then other frats, one of my best friends, he literally lived across the street from me in a different frat that was more successful. Jesus Christ, it was like a mansion. They had a chef who would come in and make their breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They had all these, like, snacks that they could just grab whenever they wanted. They had, like, a fridge full of food to make all these crazy things. They'd have these, like, uh, epic parties and stuff like that. Uh, I I was like, oh, this – I was like, oh, so you want to join a winning frat. That's what you want to (laughs) do. I'm sure their rent's not as cheap, though. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So uh, that's where I live because it was just the cheapest place. And then – yeah, it was it, it was interesting just because, uh, I don't know, man, college, when you're like from the hood, no one tells you how to do college, right? So you just figure shit yeah. out. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's, these, there's this thing called the co-op. The co-ops are cheap housing. It's like a nonprofit that they bought all these homes back in the day. And they're, and they're pretty big in Berkeley, too. If you go around there, one of the, what the co-ops are. So then my last housing thing, I lived in, in the co-op, I lived in a place called Stebbins, and it was like, this former apartment, sorry, this former like hotel that got turned into a huge co-op. So I lived with like 50, 55 people. And that was pretty cool. That was actually my best living experience. It made friends there and stuff like that. So uh, I like that. that. That was fun. Yeah, co-ops are, co-ops are crazy. I feel like they're going to make a big comeback with the way the country's going. Like people are yes. just going to have to like live together in these communal homes and because it just seems like <laughs> it's like impossible to buy a house now. Oh, it's it's they, insanely impossible. I I don't I don't think I have like unless I somehow just out of nowhere strike it uh, unbelievably rich <laughs> somehow out of nowhere. There's no way I'm gonna buy a house like that. That hasn't really entered my honest like thought process and planning for my future. I know, man. It's crazy. It's uh, it's like uh, we're living in like the pre-dystopia dystopia i don't know how to describe it Uh, it's like the dystopia is like around the corner and we're like that middle stage before it like completes uh that's how it feels sometimes yeah i saw this hilarious meme where someone was like i was on the bus in new york and there was an irish guy who was from out of town and they were like oh what are you doing in town he said i wanted to see america before the fall (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well damn damn i mean with how, you, how you're describing oakland and then that border situation uh who knows man and then fucking <laughs> all this trump fucking shit it's oh dude yeah. i i just can't believe that the trump shit is happening again like have we not learned as a country yeah. <laughs> we're still dealing with trump like i really thought you know you'd go away Beyond no, he's he's made a a comeback. Yeah, it's like a Lord of the Rings kind of stuff or Star Wars things. He, he's he's entered that like sci-fi fantasy supervillain level. <laughs> it's like how and are you? Gonna... What's it? What's the climate like down in Orange County? Because I always know knew Orange County to be a fairly like red section of California. Oh, no, it was yeah. for the longest time. It was like what Dana Rohrbacker was like the most conservative congressman and he was there for like years and years until Katie Porter defeated him and now she's running for senator. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um what's the name of the guy? Yeah, it's a very conservative place. It depends where you go. Like sure. Huntington Beach is crazy conservative. It's like Huntington Beach 
it's there's a lot of fucking neo Nazis over there. That place feels like <gasps> Yeah. Really? Like, yeah, like it's yeah, there's tons of neo Nazis over there. Uh that's a place where like you definitely feel different if you're a person of color. Unless you grew up there, maybe it's different. But like when you're there, you're just like, Oh shit, I don't feel safe here. It's not my preferred beach to go to. As a kid, I didn't go to it. Um yeah, I know there's certain areas of Orange County that are hella conservative that are just like really just like Trump country. So it's purple now because there's also Democratic areas like Central Orange County, like where I live, Santa Ana. Uh, there's, okay. there's more Democratic stuff like that. But uh, no, it's still conservative, but there's more blue people. There's more blue areas as well. So it's definitely purple, but all the red isn't gone either. And, you know, I don't know. It's like. Uh, it's it's a weird place in that sense. I, I I will admit that. Like, I would never like again. I go to Huntington Beach because I have to. I went to Huntington Beach like once last year, and I did not enjoy it. <laughs> I had to do like oh, some no. show stuff over there. The show was fun, but other stuff I was like, ah, I don't know. I just I've, I've never liked Huntington Beach. It's never been. Was there is there a theater down there or like what was the show you were doing? Yeah, there was a theater. We did do it again, Orange County, which was cool. Huh. Actually. Yeah, but that theater was uh, they don't do improv anymore, unfortunately. But we did it. It was fun. It's just like, I don't know. I don't like partying in Huntington Beach. It's just not my thing. It's just, I never enjoy well, it. Well, I'm sure it's like, you don't want to let your guard down when you're in an area you don't feel fucking safe in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I get, I get reminded enough. I'm a person of color. Uh, <laughs> but like, <laughs> uh, it's just certain areas. You're just like, oh, I don't want to come here. I just, it's just something that, there's areas if i can avoid them i will you know so like yeah i just you know i'm not gonna go there <laughs> and i'm sure people find like, well fernando we're friends i have tons of friends who are from there but even then they'll tell you hey like if you're brown don't come here um yeah, yeah i don't know why it's like that but i don't know maybe they don't want to come to santa Ana because they're like oh there's too many mexicans and salvadorans i'm salvadoran so it's like oh there may be too many latinos here so uh, yeah, I mean, the unspoken thing is that Orange County is, uh, it's very, <laughs> my friend on Facebook, I forget his name, Kit Tran, he said, he's like, yeah, Orange County's ghettoized because all the different cities have like different ethnic majorities, <laughs> but it's mm-hmm. all, what, what they don't, t- what they don't say though, it's it, that it's all diasporas caused by, you know, civil wars or economic downturns and like very few people choose to immigrate because they because they want to people a lot of people leave home because they're forced to you know hi listeners i'm carolina and i'm tessa and together we are femme regard podcast Mm, we are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. Yeah. Oh, shit. (sighs) I'm sorry, but I just, it just enrages me that like you would in 2024 would even have to be privy to that kind of thing. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, well, next door to us is Garden Grove, and then yep. uh, Garden Grove in Westminster, one of those two cities, along with my city, Santa Ana. There's like a business district called Little Saigon, mm. and it's like a mile or two miles of just Vietnamese businesses, and it's like amazing food and shops and all that stuff. But you know, uh, a lot of them are here because of the <laughs> of the Vietnam War, you know. And I think this area of the world has the most Vietnamese outside of Vietnam. Uh, oh, wow. I know, yeah. So there's, um, you know, a lot of uh, uh, a lot of Mexicans are here, and they've come up for economic opportunities. Uh, my family's from El Salvador, and they had to leave their country because of uh, politics and the war, the civil war sure. down there. So like, um, I don't think you ever meet a Salvador who's like, yeah, I came here because I, I wanted to come here. <laughs> it's I like, just I... just felt like crossing the border and experiencing racism firsthand and raw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so like, you know, my parents will tell me some stories every now and then about just how it was over there, and it just yeah. seems like they had no choice but to come here. Or you can make it over there, but it was just like it was going to be crazy, you know. So yeah, it's just Can Orange County has all any... these. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I was no. just going to ask. Uh, uh, do you have any family that's still in El, El Salvador? Yeah, I still have family. I haven't talked to them in a while. My parents keep up with them. Um, okay. But yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's just like no immigrant. I don't know, unless you're like some rich Chinese person, because uh, <laughs> I don't know, because you have the means. Um, right. Well, because there's there's immigration of like, oh, okay, I have the means and I want to come to the U.S. for it's like stability. <laughs> sure, I mean, more means yeah or it's people who like well it's either go to the u.s or risk my life in my homeland and you know that's crazy so yeah just the amount of diasporas there are in in southern california again people don't talk about it that much but you know it's also like an awkward topic to bring up (laughs) yeah and forget like we do not have to keep going down this path but i am i am fascinated about your perspective on this entire thing um because I, you know, I am white as they come, so I'm practically. Where are you from, through. Katie? I'm from Arizona, <laughs> so oh. talk about racism. Um, no, <laughs> I mean, I I was born in California. I was raised in Arizona, and then after I graduated high school, I came out to California again because I wanted to do the whole LA thing, and I didn't feel like I was strong enough to do the New York thing or warm enough to do the chicago thing <laughs> oh my god that used to if it, if to be candid if you guys it used to be a chip on my shoulder the not going to chicago to do improv thing because i feel yeah. like i feel like that's something people do and like they always come out better for it uh yeah. but you know what i don't like cold weather it's not my thing <laughs> And that's some bitter cold too, Chicago. <laughs> yeah, I love Chicago, but I, I mean, I fell in love with Chicago recently. But I we were, think we were out there for when, a when friend's we wedding there. in July, and mm-hmm. we were yeah. like, "I love this town." And then my husband but... Mark was like, "Yeah, but think about it when it's not July." <laughs> yeah, it's they've got it's cold, 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 yeah. cold, snowy, snowy, like. Uh, it almost undoes all of the love that I have. <laughs> well, for me, I remember when I moved, because I grew up in Southern California my whole life, when I finally went to the Bay Area, it was so cold for me. I was it like, is cold this compared. is, yeah. I was like, this is so cold. 
I'm like, how do people yeah. live this way? <laughs> so yeah. I can't imagine living anywhere colder than that. Uh, yeah, people tell me that they got to wear layers, that they got to like have their like, you know, their long bottom underwear or whatever. And then they have their pants and then they have like their shirt and like their sweater and their flannel. And then they're like wet jacket and their boots and all that. It just sounds like craziness. Yeah, I it took me like a long time to get used to that weather. But like it's funny because now I dress really light for the weather. Does that make sense? Like I like I'll go I go out every day in my my slopots or what I don't know what do people call them? Wait, the uh, rain boots? What? No, not slopots are like um Oh, what are you what are they doing? Uh, shoes Describe. that have <laughs> rocks. Okay, they're shoes. They're in the no, shoes realm. Shoes. Okay. They're shoes. Sandals. Sandals. We call them slopots. I don't know where we got that from. Uh-huh. Is it like so? Like because like sandals. Like, yeah. So it's just like it's something that you can just throw on if you need to go take the trash out or something. Yeah, and I it's nothing to me now. But when I first got here, I had to like triple layer. <laughs> but it's weird how you kind of get used to it. I have never heard the term slop-ons, and I am so obsessed with that word right now. Slop-ons. No, it's I've actually slop-bots. Slop-bots. With slop-bots. Slop-bots. I'm wondering if that was thing? just my family. It <laughs> might just right? it might just be my family. I don't know, but we... Uh, I mean, my family used to call flip-flops click-clacks, so I don't know... <laughs> <laughs> We also called the remote a clicker, and I every time we, I we call like, it a clicker. We called it a clicker. Okay, I don't know if that's yeah. like a regional thing or just like a family thing. Was there anything at any point in time in your life where like you started calling something something, and then everybody corrected you like that is not how you call it? Call that thing. Have you ever had that moment, either of you? I'm trying to think. Oh man, probably tons. Uh, probably tons. <laughs> I, well, I know like what is it like a. Uh, Half of the country calls soda pop. Like right. they call it pop. Yeah. Yeah. They do. Or a Coke, even if it's like a Pepsi or something. Yeah. I yeah. know in Oregon they call, call like a six pack of anything like half a rack. I never heard of that. Oh. Half a rack. Half Ooh, a rack. Like that. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh slang is uh slang is weird. Like earlier I said hella, right? I haven't said hella. Yeah. Okay, time. NorCal. Yeah. It's NorCal though, right? No, no one says yeah. hella down here. Maybe if you're a surfer, but hella is such a NorCal thing. I do remember <laughs> one time <laughs> I often say words incorrectly just because I my dad is dyslexic and so a lot of things kind of got switched uh when I was learning. Um but one time I was trying to say that I was really hungry. And then I said I was ravished <laughs> instead of famished. <laughs> and my I friend was that. like, I don't think that's what you mean. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> that's funny. I'm hungry. I don't know. <laughs> so Fernando, you, your family, your your mom and your dad, um, are they in Orange County as well? Yeah, I live with them. Yeah, we all live together. We're a big, oh, that's big happy family. Yeah. Um, yeah. Orange County is home. It's... Um, yeah, it's off. It's it's just this is uh, <laughs> this is where the this is where the coyote dropped off my dad. He's like, all right, oh, no this way. is your stuff. I love 
that yeah. <laughs> of all places yeah. <laughs> well, in Orange County. <laughs> I'm serious. Well, to be fair, it was his brother, and then the guy was like, "All right, here's your stop." And then my uncle was like, "Well, fuck, I don't know what I, I don't know where I'm at. Whatever." And he did his best, and uh, yeah. So it's just I don't know, man. Fate is a trippy thing. I, it's just we well, we're gonna end up here. It was just total fate. And then my mom uh, ended up here. My parents didn't meet in El Salvador. They met here in America, of all oh, places. And they're both Salvadorian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Love that. I mean, I don't know, man. Fate is a crazy thing, you know, yeah. uh, of all the places I... to pick to come <laughs> and make a life. <laughs> yeah. yeah so Let's like... go to the most racist area in California, <laughs> the most conservative. Let's but go. at least the weather is yeah. nice. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, the weather is amazing. I would not trade this weather for anything. Uh yeah, I love the weather. Uh, I love it's like it's the, it's the Mediterranean climate, which only yeah. a few places on earth have it. Uh I think LA parts of it have it as well. Um yeah, I don't know, man. A little racism with great weather. I don't know. <laughs> <Is> that... <laughs> you win some, you lose some. <laughs> Is that the California dream right there? Yes. <laughs> oh man. Do you, uh, um and then um do you, uh do your parents also like wh- where did they meet? Yeah, they met uh through my uncle again who uh helped Aww. my mom uh, cross the border and then um my dad was living with his uncle, sorry, <laughs> with his brother. And yeah. yeah, they met that way so it was a uh, I don't know. It was fate, destiny. I don't know how to put it. It's just, I don't know. It's crazy how we end up to places where we end up. It's never, I, I don't know. You think things are, you think you can plan things, but I don't know. You guys ever trip out on that? It's like you, yeah. meet, you meet someone and you're like, oh, I would have never met you had all these prior things not taken place. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it's gnarly, you know, so it's a, uh, I don't know. I, I sometimes believe like there's bigger things happening that I'm not in control of just because I've had some incredible experiences that there's no way I could have made happen had the timing wasn't right or I didn't know the right person or wasn't the right conditions, all that stuff. You know, like getting into Cal, like I worked my ass off to get into Cal. I don't yeah. know if I get to Cal now. I think it's even harder, whatever it is, like so many years later. Uh, or, I mean, there's it's really hard. They're saying they're a Hispanic-serving institution now, but they're not a Hispanic-dominant, something like that, or Latino-dominant. So it's like, oh, okay, so it's even harder now. And then, like, I don't know. It's just everybody wants to go there. When I went there, so many kids from all over the place. Or even for my parents, coming to the U.S. now is, like, a freaking nightmare. Uh, it's terrible. It's happening at the border and stuff like that. So I don't know, man. It's just, like, timing and stuff like that. I don't know. Maybe it's Maybe it's too big to... But don't don't even downplay the fact that you got into Berkeley because that yeah. I mean, no matter what time of you know life that was, like that is still really freaking incredible, and that's it makes perfect sense because you're an insanely intelligent guy. Oh, um, <laughs> well, I, I, it's just a thing. It's just like I don't know, man. There's so many things that happen that like there's no way you can plan them, you know. Or for mm. other people too, like sometimes you might meet the love of your life. And you had to cross the country or something like that to meet them. Uh, like yeah. LA is, has so many beautiful love stories of people from different states 
uh, meeting through improv or sketch or whatever. So like, I don't know, like life's a mystery in that way of like, like my parents, they literally had to travel so many freaking miles when they yeah. lived not too far from each other to begin with. Uh, oh, I love that. That's such yeah. a credible story. Like how beautiful that they got to meet each other in a completely different land. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, it's crazy, you know, or, or I don't know. Sometimes like one thing is cool about me doing improv all these years I have connected so many people. I have connected so many people who have become friends, like Aww. best friends. Uh, people have met lovers at my stuff. Uh, it's never no like way. my intention. It's just like I make these events and a lot of people show up to them. And then uh, people end up just like talking to each other. And next thing you know, they're starting their own group or they're dating or they're working yeah. on a project together. And it's like, oh, okay, that's very cool. It was never my intention, you know, or, oh, this group exists because I have a show they want to do and I like having them around. So they'll come do the show. So like, it's just crazy how many people have met and I don't know, got to, got to know each other because of, of things I've done, you know, or yeah. So I don't know. It's just, it's like, if you build it, they will come, but then once they're there, they're going to do their own things. Yeah. Now, this is time for the gotcha segment. Um, I am going to ask you a question here. Um, I need you to answer honestly, because I have a good assumption on this. Are you, in fact, Cupid uh, via improv? (laughs) Are you improv's Cupid? (laughs) Maybe, man. Maybe. Definitely, (laughs) Definitely for, like, best friends and teams uh yeah maybe i mean i think if i'm gonna be honest with you i think dating is really hard uh and i think people get to know each other by hanging out i think my shows and other things i've done they give people an excuse to hang out without having any stakes attached to it you know so people can just come hang with each other and if whatever develops develops between them but there isn't the pressure oh this is a date so i have to make sure that I, I pick up the check or that I pick the right restaurant or, or coffee shop or that I'm not boring. And it's like, Oh, okay. This is just kind of like a whatever situation. So people yeah. can let their guard down and be themselves, you know? Uh, so maybe that could be it. I, I, I don't know. You know, Hey, I'm all for people meeting and getting to know each other. Um, I'm, I'm all for that. So maybe who knows? Um, I'm definitely, if you read the Malcolm Gladwell book, a uh, tipping point, that's a good book. Mm, so, yeah. It's like three types of people. I think I'm one of them. I think I think I'm a connector. I think that's my. Job. Oh, you absolutely oh. are. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Yeah, I'm not an early adopter, and I forget what the third one was. It's been a minute. I uh, yeah, I it's been a long time since I read that. book. Wait, what are you referencing? So the Malcolm if, Gladwell book. If you read the book, the oh, that's point, what you mean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he says there's three types of people. There's early adopters and they're people who no matter what they're going to try on a, a thing at first uh and then there's like i don't know if there's like a new playstation they'll buy it the day of or whatever or some new crazy technology they'll try it then there's connectors uh people who just know a bunch of people and they like make connections happen and there's like a third one i think it's i don't know if it's influencers i forget what it is but it, it's it's oh, interesting God. yeah and then like so, then like i know for early adopters there's that's like its own thing about how people adopt technology. And it's like, there's people who like they're early adopters, it's early adopters. Then it's anxious adapters. And what they do is 
they're waiting to see who's who, who are the winners from the early adopters <coughs> and then to like learn from their mistakes and then there's a third category who i think are like they're just gonna like whatever the anxious adapters do once they figure out what the winner is and the thing they're gonna just do it themselves and then there's like that final group that they have to be dragged into the technological update so it's like that person who like still doesn't have email or you know only recently got a cell phone it's interesting it's an interesting thing mavens Mavens. mavens yeah what are mavens mavens are knowledgeable about things sales people uh, and connectors uh, i'm just this is very interesting i've never heard i it's funny because i've heard the term the tipping point like at like at a grand level but sure. i don't think i re- realized that's what that was all about so now You've given me something to, to to obsess about for a little while, which is nice. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, awesome. It's a good book. He writes good stuff. Yeah. And I think uh yeah, Blink. I think I read Blink too. If you if you like improv, I think the book starts off with improv. How improvisers huh. like think at the speed of light think. and how actually snap judgments are really intelligent things to do. And he like investigates the science of that. Hmm. Very cool. Really great writer. Very fascinating stuff too. Which honestly leads me to my next question in a weird roundabout way. But Fernando, have you ever been a mean person? Can you even impersonate what a mean person looks like? Oh yeah. You've always been just the happiest, sweetest connecting person I've ever met in my life. And like, there's, you're, you always leave space for anyone where they are. And uh, oh, I got to know weird. if you've ever been a dick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been a dick, yeah. Uh, I've, been a, I, I've been mean, yeah. When I was a kid, I was a bully. Not, yeah, that was a thing. No way. Yeah, I was a little asshole. Um, How are you uh, a bully? Uh, I was just a bully. You had like this little bully crew and we bullied kids and... <laughs> I was a little asshole. Why, why, uh, why sugarcoat it? I was like in sixth grade, seventh grade. I was a little asshole. Why, why, why lie? Uh, other times, you know. To be honest, though, when I was like in my early twenties, I was really rigid and stuck up and and conservative, yeah. and like I was hard to work with sometimes because I was like, this needs to be done this way and that way, and that worked whatever jobs yeah. I had. Uh, but what I learned is that people don't like that kind of personality <laughs> and they won't help you out or they won't cooperate with you. So it was more like, hey, why am I being so uh, rigid? So I try not to be rigid, but I still can be, though. If You know, I'm not saying my personality is, is fake or anything like that, but uh, I don't know. There's no me- There's no point to being mean, but I can get frustrated and angry. And uh, part I'm of sure being nice, too, is people. Yeah, pe- people like will take advantage sometimes. Like, oh, he's nice. He won't like take notice, or he won't like observe it. And it's like, yeah, I do. It's just like, do you oh. do, do you choose to uh, to escalate something, or do you choose to let it affect you? And it's more like, oh, okay, that person wasn't cool to me, so I just won't do anything with them anymore. <laughs> and that's my way of 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 just. I guess that's me being mean. If I don't like someone, I just. I won't. I feel like that's really more boundary setting, but (laughs) 
than like being mean like i think you're you're also not only are you a person that leaves space for people for where they are in their life like you are also a person that will set the boundary of like i don't want you to cross in this space if you're this kind of a person yeah yeah there's a few people who i don't like (laughs) (laughs) name them (laughs) i'm kidding i'm Uh, I'm totally kidding uh, of course well they know who they are uh yeah uh i know I don't know, man. You know, uh, hmm. the thing is when you fight someone and I've gotten some fights before, man, you, you gotta be prepared to, to lose as much as to win. So you gotta ask yourself, like, am I, what I'm fighting for? Is it, is it worth whatever is gonna, it's gonna cost. So yeah, I have this, um, yeah, it's just sometimes it's not worth it. Sometimes it's like, you know what? I'll just take the loss. And I will move on in my life because it's just easier to lose than to, it's easier to lose small than to like lose everything. Sure. Yeah. Feels was there anything that like happened that helped you transition into more of a laid back from the rigid person you used to be? Like, oh, you know, find- I was in this gnarly car accident. Oh. I almost died. No. It was like, <laughs> it was like, 32 hours before my birthday no and and yeah and i had just uh uh i had just broken up with someone too who i really cared about um so i was like in a tender place so then um i couldn't drive for like a long time because i just i didn't have a car and my body was all banged up so like i was like you know what why am i being an asshole why am i being so uh, rigid and orthodox, you know, like life is short. It can, it can be snuffed out any minute. So I'm just going to relax and, and be cool. Wow. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that really relaxed me a lot. Not saying that, 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 that's a, that, that is a thing I do have to wrestle with though, is uh, being rigid. That's, uh, that's my thing. So I think people are like, Oh, there's Fernando. He has his routine. And to be fair, I wouldn't be able to do so many things if I didn't have routines and like, structure set in place i'm not saying i'm that organized i think i have adhd like i said <laughs> but oh trust uh, me this is the podcast to talk about it <laughs> we love it we love it we love talking about adhd <laughs> yeah um you know i don't know when i was when it comes to improv it's just like man improv it's changed a lot thankfully but it used to be so when i started it used to be very bro-y and uh-huh. it used to be very clickish and inner circle mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. like if uh you weren't part of that if you if you didn't check check the boxes of those things i mentioned that then you breaking into improv would be hard and um yeah it would be really hard so like i don't know i just decided to treat others how i want to be treated and just be nice and sometimes it does backfire though because sometimes you it's something i have to work on too is i I can try to help someone but maybe they don't want to help themselves so then what mm. ends up happening is I end up enabling someone's bad habits or they're like mm. the victim narrative. And it's not, it's not me to say if someone is actually suffering through things, but sometimes by, by helping someone, you're just doing the work for them, you know? So sometimes something I, something I do to watch out for as well. Um, yeah. yeah. Sometimes you can be too helpful. Interesting. Oh, wow. That's a really good point. Feel that. Yeah. Mm. Was there anything coming up this this coming week that you guys are excited about? Any shows? Any uh, 
exciting people that you have on your podcast or anything of that nature? When when does the show come out again? How does it? Is very week? Yeah, it's every week. So this will come out on Monday. This will be the Monday before Valentine's Day. Uh, you know, shout out to all you lovers out there and all you that uh, are in a relationship. That's totally cool. If you need to find a relationship, apparently all you have to do is go to Fernando's shows and <laughs> you will likely find the love of your life or your best friend for the rest of your life. Um, <laughs> Please do, yeah. <laughs> I- I'll make a prediction. A year from now, someone who met at my show is going to be like, this is my best friend or we're going out. I, I, I'm sure it, it, it'll happen. Yeah. I love it. Oh, that's exciting. Uh, yeah. Any, I got, anything coming up? I got duoed again on Tuesday. Uh, duoed again. Yes. I think it's 15. Yes. Do it again. 15. It's the Dang. biggest one ever. We have 28 duos. Just going to be crazy. Uh, 7 30 PM. The Larry Kyperian. It's five bucks. Come check it out. Heck yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. Marie, any shows or anything? Do you, um, family affair going up this week? Next um, week? No, um, we just have a um, Super Bowl party that we're going to. And, um, you know, it's going to be crazy up here in the Bay for Super Bowl. So that's going to be fun. And then Nico, we're celebrating Nico's birthday oh, yay. on Saturday. So, yeah, that's that's what we've got going on. That's awesome. Well, we'll also be celebrating uh, on Saturday, not this Saturday, but next Saturday, because Mark's birthday is around <laughs> this time as well. Um, and doing the whole Valentine's Day thing and the Super Bowl thing. And I cannot wait to just sit on the couch and not do anything. There you go. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, it's just, it feels like it's just, this year has just started off with a bang and it just keeps running. Um, there's a lot going on, which is exciting. Mm. And tiring all at once um feel that yeah yeah so i'm i'm excited for you know whatever comes next i don't know what it is and i'm open to fun new possibilities and maybe doing do it again (laughs) dude come do it yeah you want to do april 9th i already booked for march which is crazy that's Uh, great yeah i'm actually so maddie actually reached out and was saying that she needs a partner because uh uh, whoever was going to do it with her wouldn't wasn't able to do it um so it's either going to be me or jeremy i think so we're very excited oh wow about that. please please yeah. it'd be great it'd be great to have you come do it and uh yeah, yeah it's a lot of fun and yeah it, it'd be great to see you yeah um and then if you're out there listening and you ever wanted to check out some improv uh the pack theater is a great place to to check out some classes you want some of that classic chicago training i can highly recommend rich son um son i should say s-o-h-n he's fantastic rich is the man yeah he's awesome he's awesome and is if you get coach? a laugh out of rich he he was our coach for a good while we're kind of we bounce between a lot of different coaches just That's because good. we haven't been able to get like anybody consistently it is and it isn't like i would love someone to just be there and be like hey i've seen you guys perform for the last month or two here's where you could be helped <laughs> yeah yeah but apart from that, Rich is great. And if you get a yeah. laugh out of Rich, it's like you just won a gold medal in the Olympics. <laughs> Rich is awesome. He's great. I did improv of him uh, two weeks ago. And it was a lot of fun. Oh, nice. Or Do you remember ago. any of the scenes that you did? Yeah, he plays uh, that annoying style, which is kind of like, feels like a big fuck you to everyone in a way sometimes. 
yeah. Um, uh, it was fun, though. We did a scene, a bunch of stuff. Uh, he he plays with Nika Mapston, who's really fun, and they fuck with each other a lot. And um, it's total. I don't I don't want to say it's the opposite of game, but it's it's very much like oh, just because I have just because there's this thing that maybe could be funny that is all of us. I'm not gonna give up my thing. And like I'm not gonna give it my thing either. Naturally, ends up being funnier, because I don't know. Oh, interesting. I, I, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, if you watch, I see. Rich used to have a show called uh, Dingleberries with Neil Dondati. He used to be a teacher at the Pack Two. He used to teach level one. And yeah. Dingleberries, uh, they play in the annoying style, which I mean, that's literally my, my only reference for it. But it yeah. seems like it's just like I have a thing I'm gonna hold on to, and you have your thing you're gonna hold on to, and that's we're gonna interact. Uh, yeah. But those things could be antagonistic, but we're gonna do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 it caters to a certain taste i will say that yeah that makes sense that makes sense is there a certain style that you are like you lean into more i just like doing organic stuff that's probably my thing uh yeah just playing characters and organic and being in the moment but yeah sorry rich is great just go take rich's level two class <laughs> or whomever I, i'm still fairly new to the pack so i honestly don't know many people <laughs> Uh, but that's awesome well great um well my friends please remember that the universe is utter chaos so please be kind and if you feel rigid remember that life is short um marie fernando is there any piece of advice that you'd like to leave the audience with before we sign out yeah if you've got a dog who likes to pee and poop in the house oh no don't leave him alone by himself always keep an eye on him <laughs> oh, how bad! How bad was the damage? How he went ham. That's why I was not in a good mood when I started. This. Like I literally walked up to go get my stuff ready. He like the pee was like drag. Unless our our house is on a slope, he was walking in pee. Oh. I, I just I was, and then he pooped right under my desk. Right and, now, rolled well, right before oh, the God. podcast. And I didn't even hear him leave because we were sitting in the room and I was like scrolling. I don't know when he did it. And uh, yeah, so that was that was fun thing to walk out to. And I don't have anything like to any proper because we uh, clean. Is he no longer on the diaper? Well, we do. We haven't really. He hasn't really done this in, in a while. Like he usually only does it when he's either home alone. Mm-hmm. or like in the crate like that's just two places because he's gonna do it no matter what like sure. that's the thing so now i have to like now i have to dipe him up every day because oh. i can't yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's my piece of advice <laughs> <laughs> how about you fernando any piece of advice you'd like to leave the audience with yeah get up early in the morning and have a coffee and a donut and then the rest of your day will go by amazing Oh, I like great. that. I'm so yeah. into that. I'm mm-hmm. also a big proponent of the coffee and pastry <laughs> life. It's the best breakfast. Yeah. All right, my friends. Well, thank you again, Fernando, for joining us this week. And uh, you are welcome back on anytime. Oh, thank you. And we'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Hi, 
listeners, I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the Fem Fam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 